Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this episode. This is another episode from the series of um, IG Lives and uh, episodes that my friend Yesenia and I have done related to relationships, dating, masculinity, femininity, is that a word? Femininity? Feminism? Anyway, um, this one is a very serious topic. Um, It's about, we talk a lot about rape and sexual violence. Um, so yeah, I don't think it needs much more intro than that. Check out the episode. We're live. All right. Well, it's a serious topic today. Jesse, thanks for um, the invite again. Hi, Sean. I love our talks. Okay, so now he's showing a little consistency. Mm. This is four weeks, right? And this is four times in a So hour. okay, yeah. so I can see that you're a little, you're a consistent guy. That's no, good. That's no a good guarantee thing. of five though. Maybe, I mean, it, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm surprised we opened with a joke because, like I said, it's um, it's a serious topic. It's a very serious topic um, that we're going to talk about today. So just to intro it a little bit for the people listening, we are going to talk about uh, rape because last time I was here, you mentioned, um, like, sort of just at the end when we were chatting that, like, almost all women are raped at some point. And, um, you know, obviously I was just kind of like, wait, like, more than 80%, 90%. And so, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, and, um, yeah, I think, um, I guess I'll just start by asking, you know, um, okay, yeah, so uh, when you say that, um, yeah, what makes you say that? or, or where you Well, so, being a woman yeah. and um, having to experience, sexual abuse when I was a child um, is highly traumatic. Mm -hmm. And then meeting other women who have also gone through it um, made me very sad, of course, angry. I mean, it's all sort of feelings when you meet a girlfriend who has gone through it. But it's also, you don't feel so alone. Because when that happens to you, it's such an isolating experience. Mm. Uh, It creates a lot of issues that you have to deal and heal the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to elaborate how mine happened. Um, and it was, I was five. And uh, my mother went to the store and she locked me into the house. So she didn't take me with her. And a neighbor saw my mother leaving and he came through the back door. And so <clears throat> he proceeded to take my clothes off, gave me a, a bath, apparently, yeah, it's what? very weird. It was, he was very, very weird. Uh, but the thing is, <clears throat> I'm not going to go into the details of everything because I really don't remember everything. I think like what happens when you go through such a traumatic experience at such a young age, it's your ego trying to protect you from the trauma and pain, kind of, disassociates and kind of like makes you forget about things so you can actually function and keep going on life. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You become fractured. That's a, it's a, it's not a trauma. It's like a uh, trauma to the soul. You become fractured and then there's the little pieces of you, you break. And um, th- there's a part of you that becomes, the, the, the feel, that doesn't feel worthy. Now you, you, you're gonna have to deal with issues of loss of worth. Because mm-hmm. someone touched you, and uh, there's 
you know, religious beliefs come to us left and right. Mm. And so, as a woman, you're going to have to carry that low self-worth and low self-esteem for the rest of your life. And, uh, and then after that, it was a family member. And so it just happened. It didn't happen to me once. It happened to me several times with different people that were coming in, in and out of the house. So uh, <clears throat> uh, you could say that like my sexuality was awakened at a very young age. And carries issues also of like we, you can easily fall into promiscuity because now you're sexually awakened. And um, when you get stimulated, it's just your body and your brain creates, releases and creates a lot of um, hormones and feelings. And you're dealing with um, um, adrenaline from being scared, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, uh, then dopamine, then that, because it's like, you know, those parts are, are highly sensitive. And so those are issues that you have to deal for the rest of your life mm -hmm. once you have gone through it. And um, we have Salima tonight. Hey, <laughs> she hey she hey. likes to be in the background. Um, but she also, Salima, do you mind giving us a story? It's not really much of a story. I was, you know, as you said, about your age, five, okay. six, but it was repeatedly by the same person. And it's something oh. I've blocked out. I don't talk about. I went through years of not really enjoying sex, not liking it. Unlike your experience where you like it awakened something for you. For me, shut down completely. That part of my life was, you know, I mean, people probably that I dated back, they're like, yeah, what kind of chick is this? You know, she doesn't like sex and like intimacy, but that was a trigger. And if, if I didn't love you or I didn't, you know, we didn't have a connection, I can't, I can't be with you. So, I mean, now it's different. Hey, I'm old. <laughs> but, We're not old stuff. But you know what I mean, though? It's like for years, just, just have someone touch me or me feel whatever. It's you, you just can't come back from something like that, especially if you don't deal with it. You don't talk about it. You don't face it. It doesn't go away. It's, it's back there. It's in the burner. It's around, you know, it's there. No, it, it's true. It doesn't go away. But I no. think like... Um, most of the time when we are, this is the thing is when I, my um, podcast and everything is, it's called the feeling dimension because it's like your feelings, whatever you're feeling is what is giving you a message. And so when you're feeling something negative and it's, it's your, your inner child, because you were a child that happened. Yeah. Your inner child is still lives within you yeah. and it's fractured. And then so in, in any negative emotion that arises, it's like, that's a calling to heal. And I was like, sometimes when those callings happen, we push it away, we push it out, we suppress it because it's, we don't really want to feel pain. The no. ego doesn't like feeling pain. And uh, the ego will make you go through, the, through your whole life unhealed and dealing with it, fighting with these issues and fighting with these demons. Right, it will cover it up for you so you don't have to deal with it. You know, yeah. not to face anything sad or bad or ugly. Happy times is all... It wants for you, which you can't. You can't go forward. You can't live life like that, though. No, no, no. The best thing is to feel. It's the only the only way through the trauma, the uh, wounds, is to feel them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to, and I feel like they dissolve, that like they evaporate. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. um, and sometimes you don't feel it just once. You got to feel it over and over. You have to like revisit a wound. Mm -hmm. And um. And we talked about last time that this is a mystery school, right? Mm -hmm. 
So life is always giving you opportunities to heal. If you pay attention. But most of us are like into the illusion, the matrix. (laughs) Let's go party, let's go drinking, let's go shopping, let's go... Mm-hmm. Let's go on a trip. Yeah. Let's not deal with reality, basically. You don't want to deal with what's inside of you. And then, so most of the time, when we don't we don't deal with what's inside of us. We go out into the world yeah. fighting demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they never die. Like, they don't go away. You're like, why do I keep meeting the same demon over and over? Right? right. It's because... Yeah, this is a big question that I have. You know, not necessarily as it relates specifically to this topic, but I hear a lot of women, you know, talk about, well... It's not the women themselves that say this, but we hear about and we see a lot of women like going back to the same, you know, guy, for example, who's maybe an asshole or maybe mistreats her or whatever. Like we see cases like this happen a lot. And you said something about how, yeah, you know, subconsciously, unconsciously, whatever. Well, yeah. So one of the things they, one of the major wounds they, um, being violated as a child creates is powerlessness. Mm -hmm. Because when you're a child, you're defenseless vulnerable you're little you know nothing about boundaries like somebody can easily come and say hey here a candy and you follow that person for the candy right so your innocence and your trust is violated and so now when someone forces on you you realize that you don't have any power because you're little and so and then what happened to me is like he said i will kill you and your family, if you ever speak about this. And I shut my mouth. I shut my mouth and that, and I went through life trying to forget, trying to forget that experience and shutting my mouth and my throat. And so what that led it was to live a life of just not speaking up for myself. Lack of boundaries, not speaking up for myself and, and powerlessness. And so unconsciously when these wounds are inside of you and you remain unconscious now you are unconsciously you're going to seek out people or connections that kind of reminds you of that wound not because life is hard or not because your soul is trying to torture you it's just because you're being called to heal that part of yourself Mm -hmm. Uh, but then we meet the conditioning and we meet society which is all about you gotta get into a relationship because you're not gonna be able to make it alone (laughs) Your worth depends on the kind of guy that you have next to you. As a woman, you know. You're single, nope, something is wrong with you, right? (laughs) So so you've got to be in that relationship through the conditioning, right? So now you're forcing yourself to be in a relationship with someone who takes your power away. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, wonder why am I in this? Well, you feel trapped. For once, it happened to me. I, I unconsciously seeked out a guy who was not good for me, highly abusive and um just not good in general and and i it was so hard for me to detach from that relationship and he and i had had an off and on because it was a trauma bond Mm. so these are uh, connections you're where you're supposed to heal your wounds you're not Mm. supposed to be like in the illusion that like oh we're gonna be Happily, yeah, obviously you can try to work it out. That's that's the goal of every any relationship. You want to work it out. But the thing is, your wounds, and if you have sexual trauma, they're going to come up in any connection. Mm. And then, <clears throat> not only until you, like, make the courageous choice to heal your wounds, that you won't be able to 
leave the connection because you're like, it's sometimes the attachment is an attachment. Mm. The attachment through wounds is so strong. Mm -hmm. And if you don't heal, like for me with him, what I healed was my powerlessness. He kept taking my power away and my power away. And how did you heal it when you say you healed your powerlessness? Yeah, when I said, <clears throat> because I was staying with, as a single mother, I was mm -hmm. staying with him mostly so I can make ends meet and pay the rent. Mm -hmm. And so I stumbled into a great book. I'm going to show it to everybody. This is a healing book. And then <clears throat> I read it when I was in that relationship with this person. And I kind of like, it was just a decision to take my power back and to say, hey, the lies that you're telling yourself, that you're not strong enough, that you're not powerful enough, that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy enough, they're lies. You can be on your own. You can pay rent on your own. You can support your kids on your own. You can do mm -hmm. things on your own. So now you got power. Yeah. It's the choices. You're choosing to give your power away. That's different. Mm -hmm. I was choosing. I was choosing to get my power away. And then realizations started to happen when you're like, no, hey. So one day he comes in. I'm like, well, no, we're breaking out. I'm leaving. I need you to move out of the house. You and your mom, because he, he was a mama's boy, so his mom was living with us. And so, and they did. And so then that's the first step to like start realizing I got power. Mm. So now the next step is like, I gotta get a job. Like, the <laughs> well, right? I acted like I had power, but now I <laughs> so, so, what did I do? Left the job that I had, which was very low paying, and I got myself a better job. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And it happened because I feel like sometimes there is this wish that you put out there. Like, just the wish of say, come on. Universe, life, God, whatever is out there listening. I I'm the servant of a better life. Haven't I gone through enough? Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a couple questions that I want to ask, um, you know, because you talked about, especially when something like this happens to a woman of a young age, then you sort of almost like repress the memory or the ego blocks the memory in a certain way. Yeah. But so what's interesting to me is, it, you know, like, like me, for example, like the first actual like vivid memories I have of anything in my life are probably when I was about like five years old. I think I remember like maybe a couple things that happened when I was like five. But before that, I have like nothing. So essentially, this is probably one of like the first memories you actually have of anything, right? And you're like, because emotional things. Oh, yeah, because it makes you forever. Um, I yeah. would say that's the, that's the very first thing I remember. Okay. Out of my childhood. And how did it then, like, as you progressed later into your childhood and into your teenage years, uh, like, the, the memory itself, whether you tried to, you say, you like, you try to forget about it? Yeah, I just never spoke about it. Okay. I never, but, I... But in your mind, like, how does it, how does it affect your mind? Is it something that... I just push it push away. It, yeah, you, you, you just, like, erase it. Yeah, it's like it never happened. Like, you it go about happened. life. Yeah, you know, it. I mean, it's there, yeah. but you just, it's just gone it's like hidden like you just bury it so far that you don't think about it you don't talk about it you don't believe it so it never happened no until right a trigger. right trigger right okay. and then it's like whoop yeah and then the trigger is pretty much like saying or yeah. now yeah. now so when, when i talk about like i'm 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 on a healing journey right so because it's like you have to you have to know that when you are in pain there is, there, there is something, there is a calling. 
And and I feel like through my journey, what I what I can say is it comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost like you soul is speaking and say, Hey, there's pain here. You gotta pay attention. Something is not right. Mm-hmm. But what do we do when we pain arises? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try to avoid it. Right, we run from it. You suppress yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm gonna watch a movie. Mm-hmm. A feel good movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me call somebody. <laughs> Netflix and chill. Yeah. Right? Or maybe not chill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh my gosh! So you don't, you don't. <laughs> no, he did, he Netflix, but he doesn't chill. He doesn't chill. Okay. I mean, it felt appropriate based on the context. Uh-huh. But, right. Um, okay. So yeah. So it's not until a trigger comes up, but the, the, the trigger is is usually always something sexual. Are there other triggers? No. It can it can be it could be anything that triggers it triggers some a childhood memory. It mm. really can be anything. It could be um so like you. Being at the supermarket and somebody, you know, somebody that resembles that mm. guy, or somebody touching you, in a certain and yeah, and it could be any trigger that calls mm. you, and it's a, it's a calling to like, oh hey, you have some memories, you need to go inwards, and you will have to heal, and so <clears throat> most of my healing because I went through my life pretty much hating men, mm. you can't help it, because some men are capable of horrible things, not all of them. Mm. And so, and I'm thinking, <clears throat> I kept reading and seeing um, um, movies and thinking, um, say, people, hearing people say, you, you don't have to hate men. Like, you don't have to hate, you don't have to hate the opposite set. Because if you hate them, you're never going to, you're close enough to love, right? Mm-hmm. You're just going to meet somebody to fight. And uh, I'm like, how do I heal the hatred that I feel against men? Mm-hmm. Right? And so, <clears throat> I went to Costa Rica in 2020, and I secluded myself for 30 days with this book right here. And um, another shameless plug. <laughs> and then I, yeah, he, he makes fun of me for meditating for hours. I do meditations, and I meditated for like 5 a.m. in the morning until 11 p.m. at night. It was just, but then all the realizations that came when you just. When you shut, I didn't communicate with anyone for a month. I didn't talk to my mother, I didn't talk to my kids, I didn't talk to anybody for a month. I kind of like, and when you, when you um, kind of like a disconnect from relationships, you realize how much you are, you are numbing. Mm-hmm. So relationships are medication. You're medicated. And, and then, and then, so when I was by myself and I, w- I had to face all of my feelings, it was devastating. It was a devastating. You know, I cried for days about that time, that, that memory, for days. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I started, like, getting messages from my body. And this part hurts so much because when you, um, you hold abuse in your organs, the mm-hmm. memories, that's where they get stuck. I guess, like, I don't know if there's something that happens when you suppress them. Mm-hmm. But this part was hurting so much. <coughs> and then um, I suffer from endometriosis, which is um, mm. it's a, the, the uterus. It, yeah. it, it's painful. Yeah. Endometriosis. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was repressed memories of sexual abuse. Mm. And we don't know. So we go to the doctor, what the doctor says. Give you a medication to kind of make you feel better. It's not, right. it's emotional. Mm. Right? So when I, I went into like a shaman, shamanic journey. Like healing yeah. myself with just like feeling my emotions, meditating and connecting with a higher power. 
Mm. And I guess sometimes we don't realize that we need a higher power to heal us. Like our human um, awareness, our humanity is limited. Mm. It is. And so when I went into this meditation, I was, why would anyone want to hurt a child? Mm -hmm. Right? Good question. Exactly. So I got, I got, I got the answer to my meditation is, we as a race, we humanity, have so much pain in store from our past experiences. We just don't remember. We really do suffer from amnesia. Mm -hmm. And there is so much pain in, in, in men and women. And they make us, and pain is like the definition of insanity. A highly traumatized person will hurt, hurt others without thinking twice. And we judge, right? And so the amount of pain, the amount of trauma that this guy, person, had, the, the amount of pain and trauma that it takes to hurt a child, it's, 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 it's insanity. It's pain. It's, it's pain beyond comprehension. And one of the things that, I, that I've been reading is about how the masculine energy is has been repressing his feminine energy, his heart. The, the, um, the masculine energy is repressing his heart and not connecting with his heart or his feminine energy. And masculine energy by nature is aggressive. Mm. It's aggressive. When you say, okay, so like when you give the example, you know, according to what you've studied, people who cause pain to others, you know, we have a saying in English is hurt people, hurt people, oh, right? Yeah. But, you know, what you, you, you talk a lot of it as if it's something that's inherited. Essentially, we have all this inherited pain from the past, yeah, right? And we don't remember. Okay. But but that's, that's a tricky topic if that's the case because then, like, what do we do about that? Like, what if I have, you know, pains that I've inherited from supposedly generations ago? Like, what, what do I do about that? Like, how do we? Well, um, like I said, like, pain is the message. Pain is the messenger. The message, yeah. and then so it really is like a responsibility for all of us to heal our pain. Our pain. Yeah. It's a responsibility. So if we want to pass on a better generation for our kids, mm -hmm. right? Um, our ancestors. The other day I was reading about the um, civil war. Mm -hmm. You know how many people died? I don't know, but a lot. A lot. It was bloody. Yeah. It was bloody, and so they fought to what to like liberate the slaves, right? Yeah. Pretty much. And so they did a lot of work on healing, on healing some of the wounds, on healing some of... And so, and then I think it gets passed down from generation and we heal some more. Our generation is healing a little more pain. And then we go through the next. And then it's at some point, at some point, you know, all we can wish is to see a heal mm. world. Like, we yeah, can but, wish. But, but people don't take time to heal. No. They suppress it, they move forward, they keep going forward. Nobody cares to take care of the problem. So mm -hmm. it just keeps going on. That's where we sit. Where No, but it, what, it, what I read is like, if you do your work, when you do, when you do clearance, when you do the work of healing, when you, do, when you, take, the, when you take the initiative to heal the pain, it's, it's, this is collective pain. It's like, your pain is my pain. You went through the same thing. So if, I, if we talk and we we feel our pain together. It's like, it's, we're healing by just, like right now, it's a healing session. Mm -hmm. We're talking about it. 
that that way the more that you talk about it the more that you feel one day you think about that and just like oh wow that was an experience it was rough but mm-hmm. and then that's kind of what I was going to ask when you talk about you know any t- type of pain but obviously you know healing the pain of being sexually violated as a young girl I mean uh, yeah essentially how does a woman do that is it through talking about it is it through well yeah remembering every every single um every single thing that happened and then feeling and then empowering yourself you know because it's like the 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 wounds that come with it like i talk about powerlessness it can only be healed by you empowering yourself so i'm not a little child child anymore no one is going to come and violate me I mean, unfortunately, we live in a dangerous world. We do. Mm-hmm. We have to accept that there's evil out there. Right. And so, <clears throat> I don't know, sometimes it's like, it's not, never going to happen to me again. I want to wish that. I want to say that it may never happen to me again. But now I can talk. Now I can scream. Now I don't, I don't have to um, shut my voice. Like, I don't have to shut my voice down. Like, I don't have to shut myself down. I can... Mm-hmm. I can speak you, you, up. you have a voice, right? You can speak up. Yeah. 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 But do you think that you would have had that had you not done the deep work that you did? Or well, no. If I just went through life unconscious, mm-hmm. I would be like still probably stuck in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I was wondering too, because something both of you kind of touched on was, you know, the fact that okay, you you repress these memories at the beginning, and then that makes almost any sexual experience when you do become of age you know it makes it unpleasant or makes you want to avoid sex sometimes but then there's this other part that maybe for some women wants to become more promiscuous well yeah it's everyone um reacts different Mm -hmm. i went through a phase when i was promiscuous through my 20s Mm -hmm. and um salima you shut down she shut down so there's going to be always like different how ways how you deal with it yeah. how mm-hmm. you yeah and then there's pain yeah I experience pain and it depends on who the person is that you're with too it's like is it someone that's you know sensitive are they emotional with you or are they just there for just having you know that just that also plays i mean for some people a lot well, so. well then what about you know yeah like okay so let's say you know a man is in a relationship with a woman and you know, maybe he's not aware of it yet or whatever, but, you know, the woman has had a really bad experience in the past. Like, you know, yeah, well, what, what should the man do in that case or what? Well, she should be op- She should be honest right off the bat. If you're going to have a sexual relationship when you had a past like that, you need to be frank with the person you're going to be with because you're going to have problems. It's there. It's not going away. So you need to deal with it in the beginning. Talk to the person you're with, and if you trust them and, you know, you guys have a good relationship you can make it work. And if you don't, and he's like, eh, I don't want to deal with this shit, you're, it's mm-hmm. over. So it's like, that's, and then also when sharing this kind of stuff and when you get rejected like that, that's also leads to more issues down the road. So, yeah. Yeah. So like, but then, then you don't want to share, then you want to hide it. Mm-hmm. And then when you become intimate, then it becomes problems. Like, you know, either you become one way or the other, mm-hmm. you know, either you shut down or you go totally, you know, to the deep end. Right. The girl's going wild. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> then I had a girlfriend who, she was actually kidnapped. Mm. Can you imagine? This is how, like, this is, I'm going to rant a little bit. Right now. <laughs> uh, 
we go through so many issues in childhood and one of the one of the one of the biggest issues one of the biggest wounds that that are created in childhood it's um low self-worth unworthiness and lack of self-love and so <clears throat> what happened to her was she was gonna meet her boyfriend and she was like madly in love with her boyfriend they um um we're gonna meet at a cafe she showed up at the cafe he never showed up but then a weird guy showed up and grabbed her by the hand by the hand and she was like a, a girl in high school and put a knife on her neck without nobody seeing and took her from like a cafe into his place and kept her um for days mm. i mean that's a different story right <laughs> yeah. wow and um yeah she she has wow. a lot of issues there yeah, of course. But she doesn't, no, but uh, like I try to help her out because I'm always trying to like let's healing is like my idol. Yeah, it's your mission. At this and, uh, point. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's my mission, but I love talking about it because I just feel like it makes you, uh, it liberates you mm-hmm. out of the wounds and pain. Pain. We don't want to live life with pain and having to have those memories show up. And um, no, we want to liberate. We want to become liberated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, well, okay, I know it's like two totally different topics, but I think that we all have a lot of pains that we need to liberate ourselves from. Some of us are not even aware of, of some of those pains at this point, but I mean, like, you know, okay, so like, let's say for you, you're someone who, you know, you help a lot of young women from, in a lot of different places in their journey in life, right? I mean, right? right? I mean, yeah, you, Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm doing this right now. Yeah. And this is my, and then I'm, I'm trying to write a book. Yeah. You know, so hard though. <laughs> but <laughs> to sit down, shut everything. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I, and not just women, men too. Like, for me, I would love, but I'm a woman, and that's why we're working together because I would, lo- I, I want to bring a guy to understand the masculine energy a little more. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see men doing the healing work. And men connecting with their heart and their feminine energy. Because mm-hmm. that's what I think is going. The biggest problem with it, with, with how everything is in the violence against women, there's violence against women. Uh, in other countries, I mean, not so much here, not so much. We're, we're evolving. And that's mm-hmm. what we're, we're always called, right? So, but the thing is, that this connection is like we have to normalize. Mm-hmm. The, it's, if, you're, if you're a guy, you're not connecting with your heart. And your feminine essence, you are living an unbalanced life. There is no question about it. It's not you are not balanced. If you're a woman and you are running only on your feminine and you haven't balanced your masculine, you're also unbalanced. You have to have both. And um, we sometimes we don't want to go through the journey sometimes alone for a little bit. You don't have to be alone forever, but just for a little bit. I was pushed into being alone for a while. Mm-hmm. And be the man and the woman of the house and embracing. I got a charger in 2020 and that car, I don't know what it, it did something to me, but I, you know, I was just wearing shorts, no makeup, just felt like a guy for a little bit, but I embrace my masculine energy and, and, and the masculine, when, when you are single and when you're a single mother, your masculine energy jumps or comes out to protect yourself. You have to. And then, um, you're going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, I actually want to back up for a second and ask, how exactly do you define masculine energy and then feminine energy? 
Because I don't think I have a clear definition of what those well, things mean. Well, when I, when I think about it, I think it's like the masculine energy, it's a mind-oriented logic. It's all about mind. Mm. And then uh, logic. And um, the feminine energy is heart. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, and I think like, it's, it's what I said about the masculine and feminine energy have to be balances, mind and heart connection. Because mm-hmm. right? sometimes we're just wrong with our minds. Uh, I can say like, when I, of these two years that I've been, I said not to love, like, no, I'm not going to fall in love. So I've been running on my masculine energy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I closed my heart. Okay. I closed my heart. And so now I was focused on, my, uh, focused on money. Mm-hmm. And in two years, I'd be great. Mm-hmm. So by shutting down my feminine and just being running on my masculine. Mm-hmm. And um, then I realized that uh, this happens since we've been working together. I thought, oh. Somebody, somebody at work made a comment saying, all you do, all you care about is money. And when you do that, you lose your soul. And so I was like, what? <laughs> I was going to say Please. a word. Uh, but the thing is, you can <laughs> no. You have your Sean Burgess he's, here. He's, he's, a, he's a very well-behaved, uh, no. <laughs> you can imagine my Latinas I came up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've seen much worse. Anyway, go on. <laughs> but the thing is, that was kind of like, hey, you know, maybe, uh, and the other day I was having a conversation with myself and I said, well, maybe, Jesse, you need to temper. You need to temper your masculine energy with a little bit of heart. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling anything. I'm like, am I feeling the well, need to be in love right now? No. But, but, but yeah, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm but it's always like, you, you're not always have it. You're not always going to have it right. You're not always going to be. Um, balance, you know, but it, it's a good thing when you stop sometimes. Sometimes when something happens, like, oh, yeah, like last week when I have to erase my video and I erase my Instagram account, I <laughs> I went through a few. Sorry, was, okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah, I went through a few things and then um, that's when life calls you and it's like, hey, you got to rethink your life, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's... Without getting too much into how, how funny that was last week. It was just hilarious because it was like, yeah, you're just building your accounts, growing, 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 doing good, and then just delete it on impulse. But anyway, like, okay. I, um, I, what was you about it? Sorry. I That's how she burn bridges. Yeah. Very, I, oh, no, I burn bridges. I, I can erase. <laughs> I can leave the country and never come back. Like, I, that's sometimes is. I'm better now. The, the thought jumps into your mind once a week. Like, I could just leave the country. And I don't well, no, Instagram pissed me off, though. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram pissed a lot of people off. Instagram has ebbs and flows to it, you know, in terms and of I'm whether thinking, or not like, people are following your stuff. And let me tell you something. This is, this is when, when I was telling my meltdown last week, this is an awakening. This is unrelated to the, to the, to the topic, but it's like, I realized when, when nothing was working and my video wasn't working and Instagram wasn't working and I'm like, I was, I'm getting one, one or two views. It's like, you have to realize sometimes when you are giving your energy and you're not getting anything back. Yeah. And you and, and then it's so easy. So we talked about um, us leaving, losing our jobs. Like, oh. yeah, it happened to us at the same time, right? And so I didn't realize one of the things, like, I was giving too much of myself and I was not appreciated. And so sometimes it's very easy to, and those are patterns, probably wounds, yeah. wounds. Um, I don't know, related to the, to the, to the issues of the dealing still with the rape or, or other childhood issues. But I think these are wounds that you are sometimes caught up 
And you go into the forgetfulness, you go into the like, sleepy mode, you go into the illusion, you're distracted, you don't even realize when you're giving too much of yourself. Mm. Until it's too late. Yeah, and it's uh, like, when do we wake up? It's like, why do we have to like wait for a live event, for something to happen? Yeah. Like, losing my video to realize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you're getting back the, here. The, the big life event. I lost my video. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, so I, I still want to go back to masculine and feminine energy okay. a little bit because... So would you say then that we all, men and women, need an equal balance of masculine and feminine energy? Yes. Really? Okay. What do you... How, how come? I would have said that men should naturally have more masculine energy and women should have more feminine energy. You're masculine by nature. Like, that's your essence. And you're going to have to work hard into connecting to your feminine. Mm. Because masculine comes naturally to, naturally to you. Mm. And so you you it's up for debate nowadays, but anyway, go on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Keep going. Yeah, um, it's up for debate. I, I think it's up for debate because we live in a society that's sort of now, like I feel like masculinity is frowned upon in a lot of ways in our society. I also feel like oh, now I'm, I'm sorry. Now I'm curious. Yeah. Well, how do I put this? Um, I feel like, I think a lot of this is related to the culture we live in um, when we talk about, you know, like the, the transgender movement. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's a big, you know, move, there's a big push in society. Um, These to, are good things. These are good movements. Probably, yeah. Um, sometimes I question like when we teach it to, like we're teaching this stuff to kids at a very young age, you know, like the no. idea that they can. You want to hear something? No one is teaching kids anything. Kids mm -hmm. are birthed right now way smarter than we were. They are. They come out with the, like, they are. They are. Well, okay. what do you mean? Like, they're smarter? They, they are. They, they know. They, like, they, they, have they, they have this innate, innate confidence of who they are and what do they want to be called. And they just, they're not like how we were. Push around, smack in the head. <laughs> we were. Mm. No, no kids. Have you? They tell them? you how it is. Oh yeah, you're you're the child. They're the parent. And so, so yeah. So I think like kids are are, and, and it's for change. It, it it is for change. I mean, we don't like it because we don't like change. Mm. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. And so I always talk about patriarchy. I know people think us a feminist, but it's true. It's mm. like patriarchy. It's it's it was men taking power. And it's okay, because I think men are extremely intelligent. Look, look what we are. Like we went to the moon. Like I, I, I think men are amazingly intelligent, but they're losing touch with it. I mean, they're hard. That's what I'm saying. Did we ever have touch with it? I don't think What's so. Up? Did we, were we ever in touch with it? Well, there's men. There's men that are in touch with the femininity. Yeah, men. Men who are. Okay, um, men, men who get married and propose their wife uh, on a stadium, they propose to mm -hmm. the fiance. That's a guy in touch with his emotions and feelings, and not afraid to show into the world that he's in love with someone. Hold on, though. I would, <clears throat> I would argue that now that that we are that men are more in touch with our feminine side, so to speak, than we were. 50 years ago. I don't know True. what it was like 100 years ago. True. I, I mean, I, right? I agree. Because I mean, like, okay, the, the more traditional way to, that people think about it is, you know, men should never cry, right? Right. And, and like, I mean, I don't believe that. I mean, I I cry occasionally. I haven't done it. Wait, why don't you cry? Like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. 
We can, I mean, if we do this, if you guys ask the right questions for the next 10 or 15 minutes, you'll see me cry. No, but... Uh, all right, but, that's, I'm going to work on that one. Yeah, there you go. Get to work on that. No, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that there's still there's still a lot of people who believe that men should cry, for example, which maybe you know I mean it's two different schools of thought. But I think that probably 50 years ago you'd have asked like 90 percent of men, and they would say you know oh no I never cry I don't cry right. right? I course. think that men nowadays we're more in touch with our feminine side mm-hmm. for better or for worse. I don't know if this is a good thing always, but mm-hmm. I think I think we're less masculine than we used to be by far. Oh, I mean, yeah. in that aspect, yeah. yeah. In that aspect, heck, even even yeah. physically, testosterone well, levels are yeah. way lower than they used to be, and men have way less say, sex than we used to, like well, thirty years ago. Okay, um, I'm sorry, really? Like, uh, where, where are we getting this? Um, I don't have like specific. Oh, I've just okay. heard from like multiple sources that men now have sex much less frequently. Like young men, men, you know, twenty to forty years old have much have sex much less often than we did like fifty years ago. Men of the same age. And I do know that, like, male testosterone levels, this isn't all related to sex, but, like, male testosterone levels are, are very low right now. Um, on, and there's a lot of reasons for this. Like, part of this is for living in, like, a high-tech world where we don't sleep enough, we don't do enough physical exercise and manual labor, stuff like that. Like, it's, mm. you know, it's related to a lot of different things. But I don't know. Like, my, my idea, I think that it's not necessarily that like we're in touch with our feminine side, so to speak, in a good way, but I think we're less masculine than we used to be. Mm. Perhaps, um, yeah, I wonder. Um, I just haven't, I, well, maybe like I, I, you know, haven't been actively dating to see how men are actively all that. If you, <laughs> if you um, guys are there, it would seem pretty, it was, it's a little bit of aggressive, so I never, I didn't, see any any feminine on him mm. no feminine on him yeah. um then i dated somebody after him for a little bit no feminine but again might be the ones that i pick you know well okay so this is a trait that you've talked about the aggressiveness right so mm-hmm. aggression is essentially you know in your eyes a masculine trait right which i think that's a, a fair thing to say right yeah. but in general well like, masculine physically are stronger yeah. than yeah. women and we, we are softer and that when we go back to the original topic of, you know, rape and sexual violence, I mean, oftentimes it's, you know, it's because of male aggression, right? I mean, that's what it is, okay? So, I mean, I, I don't know then, what, like, what's the solution, I guess, to that? Or where, like, does that just stem from pains, you think, that maybe that we have as men, you know, from the past? Like, I don't know. I'm... Oh, yeah. So, so the, um, the biggest, biggest, um, realization that I had is why men are so aggressive is because wounds and trauma obviously mm-hmm. but it's the disconnection disconnection of their own feminine their feminine their heart and um and because society is always I mean there's also there's a lot of issues shame shame is another it's a collective one we all suffer from shame mm-hmm. we all do shame well like name it you know we and We are, society and church and religion is always dumping shame on you for, for being human. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are a guy and if you fall into your feminine a little bit, and if, if anybody sees it, immediately you're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. And so, men fight really hard to not ever show any feminine traits or any, not connecting to the heart. You have to, you have to show harsh. You have to show yourself to the world harsh. Because otherwise you'll be 
soft. Judge and yeah, soft and feminine and there's and then so there's the biggest issue right now I think with with the way how things are and the violence against women is men who are disconnected from their feminine side mm-hmm. and and the judgment. So it really like when 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 you enter the healing journey and you, and you have to start doing this work is isolated. And so I got used to being on my own. I got used to belonging to myself. Because you are when you are when you decide to do the sort of research on, on, on feelings, because I, I research a lot about powerlessness and shame, um <clears throat> you're gonna be judged. Mm. You're gonna be judged because people are like, What are you talking about? Like you judge. I'm I'm judged for all everything that I am. I'm a woman, I'm wild, I, I, there are plenty of things. And so it doesn't feel good because sometimes we want belonging. And so a lot of men want to, they want to have that group of friends, that co-workers of the society or their brothers. Now imagine a guy having 10 brothers, that happens. 10 brothers, they're going to be like all masculine, no one cries, right? right. And imagine if out of the 10 brothers, one is gay. Mm. Uh, he's going to be really mm-hmm. traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the shame the society puts on men, if they feel, is what prevents men from... And then because if you want belonging, but you're turning away from yourself, it's just, that's, that's what creates a shadow. Because now you're repressing something inside of you. And you cannot truly love yourself if you don't love a part of yourself. So men who are not in touch with their feminine mm-hmm. have a hard time connecting with women. Okay. Will never ever form a true connection with a woman. They can have women, but for the most part, it will be. I was gonna a, say, yeah, you keep going. Yeah. yeah, they can have women for for um, sex. Women, women who are who also suffer from low self worth, mm. who are not strong enough to say, "Hey, you're gonna give me a relationship." Hey, you have to show up as a man. Some women are so wounded they will just take anything they like gives them. But but okay, this is what I'm gonna ask. Like, don't you think that at least eighty percent of men are not in touch with their feminine side enough to be in a, a proper relationship, and then that at least eighty percent of women are damaged and wounded enough to the point that they accept mm-hmm. most men? Breakups, like yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a dance right now. So dance right. of the shadows. The wounded masculine, the wounded feminine, and that's what we're doing. This work is to like to bring awareness. Mm. Because at the end of the day, we all want connection mm. and belonging. We all do. We want that. The masculine yearns to connect with the feminine. And that's what they keep, like, there's so many guys, and I did it in the past, few of those. They want to wanna do it, want to get close. And once they feel love, they run because they don't know how to receive love. They're not connected with, to their feminine. And they don't, like, this is too much feeling. They get overwhelmed, and they run. And so that's been my experience. And, um, yeah. Hmm. And when you say they get overwhelmed and they run, they just, they just, I don't know, they break up with you or they just... Like, yeah, they, 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 they say, I'm not ready for a relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long, how long does it usually take for this to happen? I just have curiosity. I'm just like thinking about the progression of relationships. Um, okay. So this happened to me in 2020. Hmm. And, um, it wasn't a good year in any way. <laughs> um, so we dated for four weeks. I think dated. I don't know. We saw each other for four weeks, and then sure. week five, when I 
I just said I like you. Apparently, <laughs> I just said, "Oh, yeah, I really like you." We had we we will have uh, conversations. Very, he was very um um let's say um we had psychological conversations. He was mm. very smart, very intelligent, was deep kind of. Yeah. yeah, and so well, yeah. Then in certain ways. <laughs> he was pretending. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. Come on. Come on. Oh, Wait, you left that yeah. wide open, okay? Right. In certain ways, yeah, I didn't even get it. Mm. I didn't, that's literally not how I meant Whatever, Sean. Okay. Well, yeah, no, he could have changed the topic and talk about the weather no, I think, or something. No, I, I think, I think that he was, he was, he, no, he's very smart. He was very smart. Very smart, but very wounded. Mm. And so, how I know, we're talking about dating, right? And he says, um, I said, what, are you dating or something? And he was like, oh, yeah. I, I, well, he said, I used to have this um, um, hinge, I think it was. Yeah. And then and he's like, but I, I closed them because it's like all the women have had degrees. And I was like, okay, so a woman with a college degree is a turn off? Mm. Wow. Yeah, what, so, do you, what do you think? I don't, I don't that think is? that's the case for most men. Like for me, a woman, a woman with a college degree is a turn on. I mean, it's not even like a turn on. It's just kind of like what I expect. But right. Like, yeah. That's an expectation. That's like a. Yeah. It's no, not ideal. These are these are these are deeply wounded men who don't they, huh. they're weak. You you are only a weak guy when your ego is wounded and you have not healed your ego. Mm. So. People say, "Oh, these are feminine men." No, these are men completely disconnected with the feminine. <clears throat> Their, wound, their ego is deeply wounded. And so the way how I read it was he doesn't like smart women. He doesn't like powerful <coughs> women. He had to have women that are easy to manipulate. Mm -hmm. Period. And a woman that has gone to college is a smart woman. Well, that's actually up for debate as well. I mean, right. I, you, you know, like in college, we learn a lot. Like we learn some things, but does it make us like smarter? Smart, right. You know, like more like listo, as you would say in Spanish. I don't know about that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, there's different types of intelligence, right? right. But, well, I guess. Yeah. A piece of paper doesn't define your, no, yeah. your, your smart or your worth, your but, value, nothing. But he doesn't understand that. So he's thinking that a woman right. who hasn't gone to college isn't smart. So, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, for that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But that's what I got. And, and and when he ran from me, it's like, okay. It's simple as that. When you, as a strong woman, mm. meet a deeply wounded man, it's just not going to work because I know my work. And, and, and when, I, when a woman, or when a person, forget it, I'm a woman. For when a person has done the inner work, when you come up and start dancing with someone, you, it, the relationships is usually growth. I, I always say that. And so then... And it's I'm going I'm going to start putting light onto those insecurities, onto those into the trauma, into the ones I'm gonna do light and I'm gonna tell you. Because as a strong woman, what is one of the features that my boys I, I, I now I speak up. Mm. And so um <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be assertive and I'm gonna tell you. And uh, men with fragile egos do not like women. Women. That's what I mean. My experience. The moment that they, they, they see a little bit that I have, that I speak up for myself, that I'm not gonna tolerate this or that. Bye bye. Ghosted. I'm like, okay. I'm used to. Hmm. Hmm. Deep thought by Sean. Yeah. <laughs> well. Hmm. 
<laughs> We're not gonna make this about me. Oh, no, 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 you no, stumped no. him there. Well, no, 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 no. I wanted to ask you, what do you think? What is mm. now you're a guy? What do you think? What is your opinion? What do you think causes men to be violent against women? And I know you're not one of them. Right. So like maybe I don't know they even Yeah. Well, like I said, this isn't about me. So uh -huh. mm, um, you've had a moment, eh? Mm, almost. <laughs> no, but he's a guy. Yeah. But I mean, it's not even just a guy. I mean, yeah, okay, we're talking about rape and violence with men, but mm -hmm. we all can be violent. We all can be yeah. this. We oh, yeah. and women probably rape, but mm -hmm. we just don't. It's it's not as. Yeah, I'm sure they do stuff. But it's oh, not hurt. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, it's oh, not yeah. as often as. Oh, I'm know. not saying that. Right, right, but yeah. but the, but the, you know, to be to be angry and to go to that route of things. I mean, yeah, there just, are well, women. Um, they get into a lot of trouble. Teachers <laughs> get into teachers. a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, teachers, right? They go start oh, flirting yeah. with young boys at school. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's not as you don't hear that Again. often as men raping women or being you know violent to women but it's it's all over but i mean the basic answer to the question is why do we become violent we become violent when we're really hurt or when we're really scared if we need to use violence right mm -hmm. as people yeah right yeah so you know in this situation the situation of rape and men being aggressive and you know violating women sexually sexual violence I assume it doesn't come out of fear very much. I assume it comes out of pain, out of being hurt in some way. Well, and, the, and another thing is, we don't know what that, that person, that guy went through when he was a child. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know. And I'm always, I'm always thinking, you hurt, like you said, you hurt others when you are in pain. And so we don't, we just don't even know. Because it's... Yeah, but then they're taking out the anger probably from whatever and however many other people. Like, you've seen movies where this guy goes and kills some chick because of his mother's whatever. Oh, yeah. Or all these other chicks that made fun of him because of his smile or he was fat or whatever. And then he goes and on a rampage of killing everybody that's blonde, everybody that's whatever. Smiles at everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's... it's I don't no, there's 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 some there's some, some sick people, people the out there that's oh, yeah. just evil. You, gotta, you got you have to um you have to know like there 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 is and there's a huge shadow. And this is um we're talking about collectively. Like I feel like we collectively um can feel our energy, but when I I, I was obsessed with this um documentary of this serial killer, Ted Bundy. Oh my god. <laughs> He was awful. Yeah. But the thing is, this is this is what blew me off. He will go. He went. He will play the guy who needed help, mm. whose yeah. car was broken, <laughs> and he needed a woman to help him. Yeah, I, I guess that doesn't really make sense to me. Like, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. But the thing is, women. He even, in one of the, the episodes that I watched, he even went to a beach and this girl was surfing. And she left her surfing lessons or her surfing thing to go and help him out. And she died. So that, that, that's also, for like sometimes we women are very naive. Mm -hmm. And we are Water. compassionate to the wrong people. And you have to have discernment. Those are lessons that, I, that I'm learning as I go through life. Mm -mm. 
I kind of lost my train of thought. Just got. No, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a, that, that was, he had. Yeah. No, but he's like you were talking. Uh, the reason I remember is because he had a major, huge shadow, and then from the repression, I think, and some of the things we just don't know. But he had, he was violent. Like he's violent against women mm -hmm. was unspeakable. I kind of remember what I was going to ask because you talked about him and other people just being evil. But do you, do you guys believe in you know? evil people and good and evil so to speak as some people are just evil yeah I yeah. yeah okay yeah elaborate someone more on why you believe certain people are just evil <laughs> yeah we pick you Salima. why um i, I just first. do because there, there are people that are just evil and just mean they're just set out to watch others be hurt intentionally do stuff to hurt them or to make bad things happen to them i mean i've seen it Mm. There's a reason for it that people do that. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, and these are people that are, you know, they're smart. They have a degree, which means they're smart. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or they have everything in life. Why would you want something bad for someone that you know happened or you plot against this person or you intentionally try to hurt somebody? Mm. You know, right? So that's yeah. pure evil, that right there. It's I mean, pure evil. Yeah. Um, we talked about last time, remember, we talked about the narcissist. Yeah. The difference between good and evil is conscious and unconscious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The difference between good and evil is heal versus unheal. Mm -hmm. but, but that's the thing, like the idea, okay, you know, when you guys talk about how the people who commit these acts of violence, it's because they have a lot of pain often, right? Like, does that make them evil people because maybe they just have unhealed pains, whether okay. it's inherited? Like, so last week we talked about the shadow, right? right. And so we, we never talked about how the shadow is made. I'm going to give you just something that comes out right in my head. Um, patriarchy. It's called also the fall of consciousness. Mm. And is demonizing women uh, who were highly feminine mm. and um, teaching men or forcing men, forcing men to shut down their feminine side. And uh, it created violence. Because rape has been like something that happened like it was... It's a common thing. They yeah. would do it. Public places, common thing, rape and rape women and just and then church comes in, right? And the church, when you read the Bible, you're gonna see all of the commands, right? And then if you masturbate, it's a sin. Mm -hmm. If you have sex without marriage, it's a sin. Your sexual nature is sinful. And so now with us creating repression and repression, and I'm like, when you repress something that comes naturally to you then you're going to create a shadow. In the shadow, it's this lustful right. guy. You're repressing your feminine. You're repressing your desires. You're repressing. You think that um, sex is evil. You think the body of a woman is evil. You think that all of this. And, 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 and society really pushes you. If you um, do certain things, I mean, it's always shaming you into, into what? Um, into um, well, yeah. I mean, okay. Like, oh like goodness, we're, we're, another word. Condition, yeah, just how it makes you. You're conditioned to believe and into to be. Compliant. You're supposed to be right. To be this way. You're supposed to act this way. Only think this. Want this. Not right. to be true to your feelings or true to what your wants are. Yeah. Exactly. They. They. So, okay. They. Society shames you into submission. That's the way. Right, submission and so they're repressing your sexual desires, repressing your sexual nature, repressing um, 
your feminine side, it creates a shadow, and the shadow gets it's it, for some men is huge. Sure, yeah. Now this is like a whole other topic for a whole other episode, though. But about like you know, okay, sexual repression, for example, based on religious beliefs or whatever. Like, yeah, essentially we're repressing our natural desires for certain things. But that's a re- like a really tricky topic. It's a really tricky topic because obviously a lot of people would argue, well, there is, there is actually a good reason that you know, for example, well masturbating would be forbidden or you know having sex outside of marriage is you know forbidden right like okay yeah we're repressing certain sexual desires long story short like it's a, it's a topic of it's an interesting topic of debate and i don't think we can just say like you know this should be allowed versus this shouldn't be allowed right i mean that's why we have political debates about this stuff you know and that's why it's it's a conflict all around the world um and see that's why like i feel like a lot of this there may not be like a like a black and white correct answer for how to how to heal these pains and then also how to make it so that people don't resort to these behaviors whether it's sexual violence in this case am i making sense or am i just right yeah and and um awareness awareness um do you know i i feel like but do your own part you do i do my healing you do your healing everybody doing their own part it's it's you can't, you can't, the only thing I know is you cannot go out into the world fighting demons or trying to tell people. You can only talk, do these talks, and everybody, everybody really is. Not every, not everyone is going to understand it. Not, not everybody wants to heal either. Mm. Not everybody wants to be safe. <laughs> not everybody <laughs> wants, um, no. And then you have to understand that there is just no. But you can do your work, you can do your part. Right, exactly. And um, yeah, and uh, for me personally, as I love when I watch men, unafraid, <laughs> going out there and talking about how important it is mm. to heal. Mm. How important it is to feel. Yeah. Yeah. How important it is to feel. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting topic of debate too, in terms of uh, you know the, yeah, how important it is to feel. And then, okay, so like now I'm off on a totally different tangent here, and this is not related to, you know, the topic of sexual violence, but essentially there are, you know, talk about like Instagram and social media. Like there's a lot of people that you'll find in there, especially men, big strong men that will say, you know, essentially fuck your emotions. You know, you got to get your job done. You got to do what you got to do. It doesn't matter how you're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, that type of content, that type of, you know, hearing that is useful. Right, because a lot of times we do have to just just suck it up and do what we got to do. But then I do feel like there are other times in life where it's like, okay, yeah, we should probably feel like feel our emotions to learn something, to feel the pain, right? So I don't know. It's another one of those things for me where I'm like, um, it's a gray area. No, and I, I said it like two years, two years. So I was in 2020, I was destitute, like mm. poor, living on the other side of this neighborhood. And, um, <laughs> now she's next heartbroken what's up heartbroken no i'm heartbroken and poor right and so i said you know what i've been running on my feminine energy loving chasing for love looking desperate for love what is it getting me nowhere so i made a conscious conscious decision to be on my masculine energy and now i'm gonna be focused on mommy and and i did it for two years right pay my car off buy this house i mean the masculine energy is such an amazing, amazing drive. I mean, it's 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 pure power. 
But if you don't tame it, if you don't, yes, you have moments when you are goal oriented and you focus. And if you, if you have goals, you know that you got, you have to say no to many things and you're going to be grinding and you're going to put your head down and you're going to work. You have goals. That, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a woman. And there are times when you go to work and you cannot be emotional because what if somebody, so you, you got heartbreak and all of a sudden you have a huge uh, presentation with where the company is in the line. Right. So those moments, yeah, you have to, you have to tame your emotions and you have to show up and, and be who you're, you're supposed to be without being emotional. Yeah. But when that is all said and done, then you need to drop into your, mm-hmm. okay. What am I missing? What am I feeling? What am I, what am I dismissing? What am I suppressing? It's inner work. Okay. It's inner work. And um, yeah, oh my goodness, I'm on TikTok and there's a lot of guys, right? It's all about money and the chicks and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Sorry. What? <laughs> so, I'll explain it in a minute. Keep going, keep going. So, 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 yeah, so like he, there's Andrew Tate. And he is all about the side chicks and the main chick. And, and then he thinks he's winning in life. And, and that's, yeah, you can have a lot of money, but if you're really not connected to your heart and you think that having a bunch of women that's winning in life, you're completely disconnected. Like you're unbalanced and you just, not money, no amount of money, because when do you have enough that you're operating in a lack sort of mindset? When do you have enough? You yeah. have a Bugatti, you have like 30 different guys, like it's crazy. I mean, that's 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 masculine energy way out of control. Sure, yeah. The reason I started laughing my ass off is because like you transitioned, you went from like, we all have to do that inner work. For example, I'm on TikTok, and I just thought that's what, what, what do you, what, okay, so what did you think with TikTok? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no, it was just really funny. Like, just okay. it from inner work to TikTok. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm sorry. It was just a TikTok. No, was okay, like let me tell you something work, about but... TikTok. TikTok, actually, <laughs> it's giving me more than Instagram is doing. You know, I'm getting more feedback. I'm getting, you know, it's... Right. No, like, yeah. People are going to listen to my podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. I'm getting nothing. Right, right. No, and then you provide good content, well, on either of the platforms. Yeah. You, like, you can provide content related to inner work on either of the platforms. It was just funny. Like, I, like, I agree. Like, the platforms are very useful. It's just funny to me. Inner work, and I'm on TikTok. And then, okay. <laughs> Nobody like, said, she's oh, like, my God. She's meditating for, like, 18 hours straight for, like, 10 straight hey, days in Costa Rica, and then right. she's just right back on TikTok. Let's go, you know? Yeah, oh, TikTok is huge for business. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, 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 like, yeah, I agree. You should with be you. in TikTok. I agree with you. I know, but I have a job too, and Instagram is enough, you know. So yeah, yeah. but is Instagram taking you anywhere? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Is it? It's taking that. you anywhere because Instagram is like so TikTok. It just gives you a little more exposure. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's I find a, a lot of, like a lot of great content in TikTok. Yeah. So I think like sometimes it's, you just can't help it. Some some. Some things die out. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Time for Instagram to go, Sean. It might be time for Instagram to go. It's time for you to go, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't like, take it it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like one bit. I can't upload this video. It got ten yeah. percent less likes. You just were out. You had like four thousand followers or something. Like no, she was I, doing good on there. Yeah, she's like, like, I'm done. <laughs> just, nope. <laughs> out. Uh, but no, here's but, the, you want to hear my reasoning though, so you don't think that I'm completely crazy? I still might, but anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> no, it's, um, 
I looked at all my content. It was, I, I went through like, we, we are continuously, this just never stops. Birthing and rebirthing, right? We die, we suffer like a, like a, like a ego death and then we rebirth it. And what I looked at Instagram is just, it's not who I am anymore. Mm. It happened. And. Oh, she's grown up. <laughs> just, you have, that's the beauty of like, um, going through the processes. You, you have many opportunities to reinvent yourself and to dictate who you're going to be. What you're going to be. Even if you were raped or you violent, you know any kind of violence in your life, you have that opportunity to recreate, to ha have a new future, a new life, or a different life. No, it's we we overlook the gift and they come when you get heartbreak, mm -hmm. when you go through shattering stages in life, when you are completely broken down and you're like on the floor and and then I, I i was reading today something that said <clears throat> the ego equals like the shell of of you know those baby chicks right mm. so they're they're little teeny and they're cute the innocent and everything so in the shell is the ego right so the ego breaks it's very painful very painful and then the chick comes out wet vulnerable barely walking and just new and now that's a, another growing stage and then you're going to form a certain a ego you get into a relationship, and what happens sometimes in relationships is you adopt sort of the personality of the other, right? Mm -hmm. He likes rock and roll, but now Justin's not like rock and roll, right? right. And so, <clears throat> um, and then when, what that happens when um, that relationship ends, your whole identity ends with it because now you used to do this on Saturday, and now you, all the things you did together, and all the the. Even the mannerisms, like the way how the other person talks, it's like you start absorbing each other. You, it's like collide, right? And so, and the ego breaks. And then you have an opportunity to recreate yourself as mm. many times as possible. How many times do you think you've recreated yourself in your life? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm not just talking about deleting Instagram. <laughs> no, a lot. Mm. A lot, yeah. I went through a divorce. Mm. Divorce, that's shattering. Right. Um, then I met someone right after my marriage, and that, and we broke up, and that was that was extremely painful because that was a very intense. There was a lot of attachment there, and that really was like transformation. And then after that, another, yeah. another hiccup. Yep, okay. many times. As possible, and you keep doing it. It's a, it's a, if you are um, committed to growth. You think we should be reinventing ourselves a lot of times? If you're committed to growth, like like mm -hmm. my thing is like I just want to see what's like, what is your high, what is your highest potential? What is the highest version that you can ever achieve? Sure. Yeah, but I mean, most people would say that if we want to achieve our highest version in some form of ourselves, we have to be consistent with it for a long period of time. Like we can't just reinvent like every like three years, you know? No, it's a it's a it's a constant it's a constant thing. Again, mm -hmm. it goes like to to the, to the feelings. That what, what am I feeling? You know, I'm, I have a, a podcast about emotions, right? And I don't know if we talk about, we're completely off topic. We're going, is that okay? Sure, so yeah. this emotion, envy. Mm. Envy. How it's, the connotations of envy is evil. If you read the Bible, mm. the Deuteronomy or whatever, yeah. it says that you, the one that feels envy, should go to hell and blah, 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 right? And so what do we do? This is, this conditioning that we go through and so we're, we don't want to feel envy we don't because we feel evil like oh my gosh no it's good i'm a bad person 
immediately you start self-attacking. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, envy carries on. The envy is a, is an emotion of the heart. Mm-hmm. And it's communicating you that you're neglecting a certain dream. If, you, if I see a girlfriend with a new car, and all of a sudden you, you feel that sting, you know, it's because your heart also wants that car. But what happens? You're like stuck into these limitations. No, I'm not gonna be able to get it. My job, I, I'm not making enough. It's all limitations, right? Yeah. So envy usually gives you a message. There is a way mm. that you can achieve your dreams. You gotta put in the work. Okay. You gotta put in the work. Mm-hmm. There's a way when you envy, when you see somebody like, some that social media is a great thing. Like you see people living these amazing lives, right? And you're like, fuck, I want that. And so every desire that you have is not put there just because. And then when you feel these emotions, envy or jealousy, they hear a message. It's like, get to work. If you really want that, get to work. Get to work. So like all negative emotions, it's a useful thing if we use it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're huge. Mm -hmm. They show up telling you like low self-worth. Anytime you're ch- chasing a relationship when you're not loved properly, mm-hmm. it's because you have low self-worth. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do? You love yourself more. You make yourself stay with you instead of, instead of abandoning yourself. Love yourself. Commune with yourself. Be with yourself. Like sometimes we don't realize how much self-hate we have. We have a hard time. Everyone, anyone that has a hard time being alone suffers from self Right, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, because it's like you can be with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you can be with yourself, no one is gonna wanna be with you, period. Because you're gonna be needy. Mm. I need this person, I need this connection, I need this, mm. I need that. Mm. I agree with that 100%. You have to be alone. I'm thinking, um, I have no idea how long we've been talking for. I know. It feels like it's been a long time. Okay, so. I feel like we we should. Okay. We'll just wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else you wanted to say? No. I can wrap it up. All right, well, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, like, I I guess, you know, thank you both for, you know, for sharing. Salima, yeah. Yeah. Some interesting thoughts on on this topic. And, um, yeah, I hope the people who listen learn something. And, um, yeah, I guess that's all. Peace out.